to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Is up. I am so excited to talk to you today. I'm always excited to talk to you. You know the vibe around here, but this is going to be such a good conversation. I know this is going to resonate with so many of you. I actually recently posted this on Instagram and like it was just so many people were like, oh my God, this is me, this is me, this is me, help. So what we're talking about today is if your pre-ovulation BBT is in the 96s and your post-ovulation BBT is in the 97s, if this could be a reason why you are not getting pregnant, what's the deal? How can we raise your temperatures up? all the things. I got a DM about it and she was like, is is 96 pre-ovulatory BBT too low for pregnancy? Um, And a lot of people will think like, okay, well, it's still increasing after ovulation into the 97, so I'm ovulating so like it should be fine, but it's actually not. We really don't want your BBT numbers to be in that 96 range. So we are going to dive right into it. You know how we do around here. So if you're also, if you're listening and you're like, what are you talking about BBT? Like, how do I track this? What's going on? Your BBT is your basal body temperature. I did other episodes. We'll link a podcast episode below, episode 123. I need to redo it. We're almost like up to episode 400. I'm always referring back to this early episode, but if you have no idea what I'm talking about with BBT, with tracking, with anything like that, go back and listen to episode 123 and then come back to this episode. Okay. So for those of you who are not sure, go listen to that. For those of you who are like, I know my BBT, I got it. I'm tracking it. You're either prepping for pregnancy right now. Um, you're tracking just to make sure you are ovulating because you want to get pregnant, you know, in the future in the next year or so, even if you never want to get pregnant, I recommend tracking your basal body temperature because that is how we know that you're actually ovulating. And you need to ovulate for optimal health, whether you ever want to get pregnant or not, because that's how we produce progesterone. And progesterone is the sex hormone needed to, yes, of course, get and stay pregnant, but also for your bones, your metabolism, your health, your your health, well, yes, your health, but your thyroid, your hair, skin, nails, um, your moods, your metabolism, literally all of it. So we always want to be ovulating. So whether you're just tracking to track, whether you're tracking because you want to get pregnant eventually, or you're actively trying to conceive, this is going to be really, really supportive for you. Okay. So I see low basal body temperature very, very often. Um, so this is not like something that you're like uh, an outcast. You're like, oh my God, I'm alone. Is Am I the only one that's experiencing this? First of all, you're never the only one that's experiencing something. That's why I love having this platform. So I'm like, you're not alone. So many other people are experiencing this. So you're not alone. And also it can be healed. Of course, everything in your body is able to be healed. We are designed to heal. You know the vibe. But I had a recent one-on-one client. She had was like very um, consistently in that 96 pre-ovulation temperatures and then 98 post-ovulation temperatures, which again is not ideal. And after a few cycles of working with her, and I'm going to talk to you about like what we did, obviously some of the things that we did, I'll talk to you about. But after a few cycles, it increased to where exactly where we want it to be. So I want you to know it can change. Don't freak out if you're like, oh my God, I'm trying to conceive. My temperatures are shot. Like, don't go down a rabbit hole. We don't need to go there. Okay. Let's spiral up, not spiral down. Okay. So here's what you actually want to see. First, I'm going to teach you the numbers that I really want you to see, what we're aiming for. And then we're going to talk about how you can get there and why your temperatures might actually be in that 96 range or even 95 range and why we don't want it there. So your pre ovulatory temperatures, your menstrual phase, and your feel 
follicular phase temperatures, ideally, I don't want them lower than 97.4 degrees. We want them in that 97 to 97.77 ish range. Okay. Ideally not below 97.4. That's where I want them to be. Your post-ovulation temperatures in your luteal phase, those 10 to 14 days before your period, I want those to be in the 98 range. 98 to 98.8 is where I want those to be. Now, your in order to confirm ovulation, your post-ovulation needs to be, those post-ovulation numbers needs to be at least, needs to be 0.5 degrees higher than the previous six pre-ovulatory temperatures, okay? So once you see that increase in your numbers after you ovulate, it has to stay that higher temperature for at least three days in a row that is confirming that you actually ovulate. If it's just going up and down, then you're not ovulating, okay? It has to stay that higher temperature for at least three days in a row, and we want it to be 0.5 degrees higher than the previous six temperatures, okay? Whenever I'm working with my clients, whether it's in the trying to conceive accelerator or it's one-on-one clients where I'm going through their BBTs, this is always something they're like, okay, wait, did I ovulate? Are my numbers right? Like your BBT is always something that it takes a little bit of practice to get used to, which is why working with someone on it is really helpful. But it's something that is really important to learn how to read and know that you are actually ovulating and that your numbers are where we want them to be. Okay. So post-ovulation 0.5 degrees higher than the previous six pre-ovulatory temps and at least staying that higher temperature for three days in a row to confirm ovulation. But again, especially if you're trying to conceive or you just want, you know, optimal health, you want that higher post-ovulatory temperatures in your luteal phase to say that 98 to 98.8 temperature all throughout your luteal phase, all throughout those 11 to 14 days. Ideally, I want your luteal phase to be 14 days, especially if you're trying to conceive. So that's going to let you know that you have strong progesterone levels. Okay. And when you are showing that your 98 temperature is staying high throughout that entire luteal phase, that's letting you know that your progesterone levels are strong because the reason why your body temperature goes up in the first place is because of your progesterone levels. Ovulation produces progesterone, progesterone increases your metabolic rate, your metabolic rate increases your temperature. And that's why we see those higher temperatures. So if your temperature is increasing again for those three days, and then it drops, you ovulated, but your progesterone levels are low, which is of course going to prevent you from getting and staying pregnant. It's also most likely going to be coming with symptoms of spotting, whether you're spotting before your period, a couple days, this client that I was working with that we just talked about too, with the low temperature, she also came to me with a week of spotting. She was spotting for a week before her period. So she's essentially bleeding for two weeks out of the month. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is not okay. She's obviously not spotting at all anymore, but, um, so you, this could also come with spotting, with PMS, like mood swings, um, boobs that are sore, anxiety, cramps. These are things that could come with low progesterone, migraines, stuff like that. Okay. Um, clots in your periods, even brown blood. I mean, I can go on and on, but that's like what this could look like. If you also are noticing that you either have these lower temperatures or you're not ovulating, you're not seeing that increase in your BBT, or you're seeing the increase for three days, but then it drops down. You could be experiencing these low progesterone symptoms with it because that's a sign that your progesterone levels are low and it's not where we want it to be, especially if you're trying to conceive. Okay. Now, if you're like, fuck, I'm trying to conceive, my temperatures are 96s and then 97, is that bad? Or if you're in the 95s, you're like, Corinne, mine are the 95s in the pre-ovulation and then 96 in the post-ovulation. I don't like to label it bad, right? But it's not where we want it to be, okay? Because your BBT is an indicator of your metabolic rate and it's also an indicator of your thyroid, which is another reason why it's so important to be tracking these metabolic, these uh, biomarkers so that we have insight into what's going on in our health, 
much. It's so cool that we're able to do that. Like it's so freaking cool. Um, so if they're in these lower ranges, whether it's 95 and then 96s or 96s and then 97s, it's going to just make it more difficult for you to get and stay pregnant since that's letting you know that your metabolic rate and or your thyroid are not functioning optimally. So why can this be happening? Why are your BBT numbers possibly low? Okay. Again, this is anything under that 97 for pre-ovulation numbers is what we're talking about. I'm going to give you three reasons why this could be happening. Number one, like I just talked about, could be your thyroid. Your thyroid controls your body temperature. So if your temperatures are chronically low, especially if you are seeing 95s or like straight always 96s, or again, that 95 and then 96, I want you to get a full thyroid panel, not just testing your TSH. That literally does nothing. It's a complete waste of your time. You need to get T3, reverse T3. T3, T4, reverse T4, TSH, antibodies. You want to see all of it. And you also want to make sure that it's getting done ideally through a saliva test and that it's being read by someone who's in functional medicine, not just a regular doctor who's going to look at the quote unquote normal ranges, which are not normal. Actually gut personal. Um, you've probably heard me talk about them. They're the company that I love their magnesium, their vitamin D, their probiotics. They're really amazing. It's a woman run company. I'm obsessed with their supplements. They're really all geared towards supporting supplementation for your specific gut based off of like a quiz that you take to get your um, specific supplements for you. It's amazing. But they also do um, functional lab testing through their site. You could get a hormone level, which a full thyroid panel is part of that. And then you could also do like stool testing. But you of course could get this through somewhere else, like a functional medicine doctor, a naturopath, something like that. I just don't want you to get this done with your regular doctor and have them say that all your labs are normal, especially if you're in that 95 range. Like that is a clear indication something's up with your thyroid. But normal ranges are not optimal and it's not where we want your stuff to be, especially if you want to get pregnant. So you could check that out. Go to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. You could check out the hormone testing and you could use code Corinne for a discount off of that because it is an investment because you don't just get the test. It's a saliva and urine-based test, which is what we want. We really don't want a blood test. It's not as accurate, but you also get a 60 minute call with one of their registered dietitians after to go over your blood work with you, to let you know, not blood work, your labs with you, to let you know what's actually going on so you could understand it and to give you nutrition support with it as well as supplementation is going to help. So it's a really good resource. So anyway, didn't even know I was going to be talking about that, but here we are. You know, I just, <laughs> things just fly out of my mouth when I'm on the show. Okay. So that's number one. It could be your thyroid. What you could do for this, if this is you, support your nervous system. Supporting your nervous system is the best thing you could do when it comes to your thyroid. Aim for seven to eight hours of sleep in a dark room. Okay. The darkness is really, really key um, because the, when we are having light at night, it actually affects our melatonin levels and our melatonin impacts our sex hormones. It impacts our blood sugar. It impacts our thyroid because everything is connected. So aim to do it in a dark room, whether you have like one of those eye masks or you just Put, I used to put like a t-shirt over my eyes. Now I will sometimes put like a Madison's burp cloth over my face. Um, I don't do it anymore because if, if, if she's not in bed with me yet, I will, but we co-sleep. So when she's there, I don't put that there because I'm afraid it's going to fall and go on her face and then God forbid she can't breathe, the whole thing. But anyway, aim for seven to eight hours of sleep in a dark room. If you already have kids, do the best you can with this, okay? I know that you might not be able to get seven to eight hours of sleep. I am not you know, naive to that anymore, but do the best that you can 
don't do it where it's like, Oh, like, okay, I'm just wasting time at night. I'm on Netflix or I'm scrolling on TikTok or doing whatever. When your baby is actually sleeping and you can be getting some quality sleep in there, do the best you can with it, but aim for that seven to eight hours of sleep. Obviously it's probably not going to be uninterrupted, right? I'll, I get about seven to eight hours of sleep at night now, but it's interrupted, right? At least twice. Like she's up at some point. Um, but I'm just like, your body just gets used to it. But anyway, do the best that you can. Okay. Um, that's number one meditation. Obviously, you know, I'm not talking about the nervous system without talking about meditation. Meditation is so key and it's so, so helpful for regulating your nervous system for your thyroid and also no caffeine, which I talk about a lot. And people will be like, Oh, I, but I have it after breakfast or I only have it a couple times a week, or I just have it on the weekends. It's like, if this is something that you're really working on, if your numbers are low, if you're really wanting to get pregnant, like drop the excuses and just cut the caffeine. Like that's I'm just going to give you some tough love with that. If you really want to see some changes, that's what really needs to happen. And this is honestly what made the biggest difference for my client were these three things, um, sleeping, you know, prioritizing sleep, meditation, and no caffeine, especially for her. She was like me too. She was a very like, go, go, go kind of type a person. So slowing down for her is really, really important. And if you are in that space as well, like it's even more important for you to have that time for meditation and to not do caffeine. And there's so many great alternatives now. There's Four Sigmatic, um, there's Purity Coffee, which the, their Calm Blend is decaf, but it literally smells and tastes just like coffee. I have a code for Purity. It's code Corinne. If you want to check that out, I've had like heard really amazing things from my clients with that one, but there's so many alternatives now that you could check out that you just really don't need caffeine. Okay. So anyway, that's number one why your temperatures could be low. Number two reason is that you're not eating enough protein, carbs, or healthy fats. If you're skipping meals, if you're and this skipping meals could even look like going like five to six hours in between meals, right? It doesn't have to look like just totally not having that meal for the day. Obviously it can look like that, but it could also be that you're just like totally skipping the meal, right? And you're just like not, I mean, sorry, you're just going like six or more hours in between the meal. Then you know that like, mm, we, we need to do something about this. Like we don't want to be doing that. Okay. Um, you are maybe intermittent fasting or you're not eating enough in general, right? Like, are you actually eating enough when you're eating? Because if you're not, and you're doing these things, skipping meals, intermittent fasting, not eating enough in general, it's going to lower your metabolic rate, which will cause your lower temperatures. Okay. What I want you to do is download my free training, how to create hormone balanced meals. This is going to teach you how to pair your meals properly so that they're blood sugar balancing and that they're hormone balancing. Um, and it's going to really support this process for you. If you don't already have it, it's, if you're in the mind, your hormones method, it's under blood sugar, balancing module and it's called creating hormone balanced meals. It's a training I pulled straight from the mind your hormones method as a free, um, giveaway for you guys. Okay. So the, um, link will be in the show notes for you if you don't already have that, but prioritizing protein, carbs, fats at every single meal is really, really, really important for your blood sugar, but also for supporting your metabolic rate and your thyroid. Cause everything's connected. Everything is connected, which I talk about all the time. Okay. All right. And the last thing is nutrient deficiencies. Another thing I talk about all the time, but zinc, iron, B vitamins, iodine, selenium, all of them affect your thyroid, which of course could be a reason why your temperatures are low. And it also affects your fertility and your metabolism. So if you're deficient, especially if you were ever on birth control, um, or like you're just been taking, not taking any supplementation at all, or you were taking real shitty quality ones, or if you're on any type of medication, not just birth control, but any type of medication depletes you of certain nutrients also puts like a, uh, a burden on your liver, but this can affect your basal body temperature and your fertility. So obviously if you're listening to this and you are wanting to conceive in the next year or less, or you're actively trying, I would recommend doing a prenatal. Um, I recommend need to prenatal. It's my absolute favorite. You could use code Corinne again for that one. I love, love, love their 
oh, their supplements. I love all everything that they have because they're super high quality. They're third party tested. They have doctors on their panel. Like they have absorbable forms. Like they're just the best. Okay. So that's the one that I for sure recommend. Um, of course there's other supplements I would recommend within that as well, but that's really where you could get started for sure. Taking a high quality prenatal, um, ASAP, 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 if you're not doing that. And that's going to help support these BBT numbers as well. So that is why these things could be low. These are things you could do to help raise them up. Be consistent with it, right? Start with where you're at. If you, if it's too much for you to implement all this at once, I never want you to think this is a freaking sprint. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Take it one step at a time. That's why in the mind your hormones method, everything is laid out one step at a time with small, simple actions at the end of each training. Because then I always tell them, do not move on to the next training until what you've done in this one. So you've actually done this and until it's a habit where it's consistent for you and and you can easily add something else on without it being something where you're throwing everything on at once and then you're overwhelmed and you're like, Oh my God, I can't sustain this. Like that's not the vibe. Okay. One step at a time. When you do one small thing consistently, it makes a ripple effect, a tidal freaking wave of a ripple effect. Okay. So make sure that you are doing this. I'll put that free training in the show notes for you. If you want to get access to that. Um, I'll also put the link for the mind your hormones method in there. Obviously, you know, that's always available for you. You could use code podcast to get 10% off and I will put the code for needed in there, purity, all things that we talked about. Okay. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. If you are loving the show and first of all, thank you so much for DMing me. Like I am just obsessed when you let me know that you are here, that you're a new listener or that you're an OG listener. Like it means the absolute world to me sharing this with your friends. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really hope you know how much I love and appreciate you. And I'm just obsessed with community. You are the best. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.